This is the Soulfully Casual Podcast hosted by Matty Ice. And now, your host, Matty Ice. All right. Welcome back to the Soulfully Casual Podcast hosted by yours truly, Matty Ice. We are always brought to you by Matty Ice Media. And even though I am Matty Ice, I am the creator. I have to shout out to Matty Ice Media in general because it's more than just me. It's all of the podcasters, all the YouTubers that are a part of the family. And I truly hope that they think of themselves as a family. Uh, I accept people from all walks of life. And I'm always looking for people to interact with via this content. So if you know somebody who is creative, you know somebody who has a voice that needs to be heard, let me know. Um, I hope you enjoyed the last episode. I had my brother-in-law Mike with me. I've done some other stuff with him, as you know. I've done the Marvel stuff, and we are actually going to get back to that very, very soon. I'm hopeful that after this recording, I can actually sit down and finally watch at least one episode of Loki for he and I to talk about. But he was gracious enough to come by the studio and record some stuff live and in person with me, and it was hella fun. I won't lie. Uh, I hope that you found the sound quality to be better, but I also hope that you found the subject matter to be very, very engaging. Uh, We talked about our dads. It was Father's Day recently, and it was just nice to sit and talk about that stuff with somebody in the same room. And whether the mics were live or not, uh, I felt like it was organic conversation and listening back to it. Yes, I listened to my podcast because I need to continue to get better, but I could feel the conversation and, you know, just kind of put myself back in that moment. So um, I hope that you as the listeners really enjoyed having another voice that was in person, crisp, and you could feel the organic nature of our our conversations. But uh, while we were talking, you know, we talked about an NFL player who, an active NFL player who recently came out as gay over social media. I also talked about this on Drippin' Sports myself as well, but I think it's worth the triumvirate of episodes, to be honest, because to me, it feels like a big deal. And I want to get into the idea of acceptance, the idea of normalcy when it comes to uh, aspects of humanity that have not been normalized up until recently. So I think one of the things I've been very outspoken on the show about is equality and inclusion and acceptance compassion so one of the biggest uh, drawbacks of catholicism really i mean it's christianity some in mostly but i was you know raised catholic and one of the big drawbacks for me was the idea that um to me i felt like the religious teachings of organized religion didn't focus on what christ's message actually was and i'm somebody who's read the bible a couple of times in my lifetime i'm not a scholar of the bible by any stretch of the imagination but I'm a question asker and reading through the Bible, I felt New Testament specifically, I honestly felt like the main uh, topic or the main, you know, focus of what Jesus was trying to teach us was compassion, compassion for our fellow man and woman. And in the NFL, it has been longstanding that uh, the locker room is a very masculine place. Um, the locker room in any sport is a very masculine place because obviously in men's sports, masculinity rules the day. And there is such a thing as toxic masculinity. And I think that there could be some at play when it comes to the um, sexual orientation of players in the NFL. So up until recently, there's been one player who's been really willing to put their name on their sexuality, and that was Michael Sam. This was right before the draft. He was coming out of Oklahoma State, very good player for Oklahoma State. 
and he put the fact that he was gay out there. Um, it immediately became news, and unfortunately, one of the first questions that was asked was whether he would be drafted because of this, and the question of whether he'd be accepted by his teammates because of this. So when I think back on it, and this really was not that long ago, it makes me wonder of what was the level of acceptance back then? Were we still in a place where men, right, masculine men, what we consider like manly men, could still not fathom another man being homosexual, that another man being in love with another man was somewhat a foreign concept. We have been conditioned to believe that men and women are solely supposed to be with each other. And it depends on your upbringing. You might have felt that way because of the way you were brought up in a religious sense. And I under I can understand that. Uh, you could also just be completely ignorant and hateful, to be honest with you. Um, there's that too. And there's sometimes a mixture of both. Sometimes there's just a mixture of not knowing what's in front of you, not being able to process because our worldviews very much dictate how we perceive something or how we see a situation. For me growing up, um, I was not exposed to anybody who was gay. I found out much later in my adult life that one of my uncles was gay, but I, I never knew that when I was a kid or I never even knew that when I was in my teens. Um, we didn't talk about those kinds of things because being gay, being a homosexual was not something that was talked about. It was considered taboo. And I like to think that nowadays we have moved well, well, well past that. But I understand that in certain cultures, in certain circles, it is not that way. So long story to get to the point of Carl Nassib, a defensive end for the Los Angeles, I mean, excuse me, the Las Vegas Raiders recently came out on his social media as I'm gay. Uh, and I thought to myself, okay, right? Like in my mind, I have normalized the LGBTQ plus community for a very long time. And while I will admit there are aspects of some of it that I still have trouble wrapping my head around, I am completely tolerant to all of it and honestly to each their own. And that that doesn't matter what gender you are, what gender you identify with, uh, everybody is different and everybody should seek out the path in life that makes them the happiest and fulfills them to the greatest extent. I truly firmly believe that. I'm not perfect. There will be times when I lapse on that thinking, but it, overall, that is my goal. I want people to feel their most genuine when they're around me, to be their most transparent and honest self, because that's what I try and project. So when I saw this announcement, it didn't shock me in any way, and I thought to myself, good for him, uh, good for him, and good for the game of football, good for sports. And now we'll see what happens. So I think one thing to talk about right away is just how great the reaction to it was overall positivity i'm going to tell you folks i probably have said this numerous times on the show and i do apologize that i keep bringing it up we need more positivity we need more acceptance uh the outpouring of support for him even though what he did is something that many 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 people do but there also is a sect of humanity that doesn't get to do that or doesn't feel comfortable doing that and also his understanding that people like him who struggle with how do I put this news out there are killing themselves. Suicide. That's a huge deal. It's a huge part of the equation that we are not thinking about. Like when we think about you know transgender stuff and we think to ourselves, how could a man become a woman or vice versa? What we're not thinking about is the mental state of somebody who's not even gotten to that point yet. There's so many phases to 
you know, not being heterosexual that we just as heterosexuals can't understand. And I can't even begin to understand what it's like to have to tell a parent that may not accept this, that I'm gay or I'm whatever it is, right? And that to me is hurtful. It's, it's a struggle because I would like to think as a parent now that no matter what my son says, no matter what James tells me when he's older, that I'll be accepting and I'll be right there with him, right? I'll be right there to support whatever it is that makes him happy even if I don't understand it fully. I don't think I have to personally understand it 100% to be accepting of it, to allow the, you know, not allow, to be accommodating to these people of all walks of life. It's what I want in my life. It's what I want from humanity. And I truly would do anything that I could to comprehend, to understand, and to accept wholeheartedly, no matter what. And I love the fact that this happened, but I love the fact that they are, making a push to make the trevor project something that people know about because it is a huge deal but i want to talk about that as it relates to acceptance so one of the most eloquent speakers that i've heard in my lifetime is a former nba player his name is john amici he does a lot of work with dan lebitard and especially now that they have moved on from espn if you've not heard of him I encourage you to look for the Levitard and Friends YouTube channel and subscribe. He was recently on an episode and they talked about this, but he's talked about so many different things. One of the things that he has talked about that has really helped me to understand a concept is privilege. He is so eloquent and so educated on this subject to the point that when he speaks, I have to listen. My wife feels the same way. She has gravitated to, she knows his voice now because he's British, he has a very specific voice. But when he talks, even if you don't agree, you can understand and you can hear yourself thinking about all sides of what he is saying. To me, that's dialogue. That's what I strive to do. I strive to be a voice that people listen to and think, okay, I don't agree with him, but I'm willing to consider his position because of the way he's talking to me. I don't want to yell at people. That's not how we get make progress. That's not how we have dialogue by just yelling all the time, which is what we do now. But he talked about privilege in a way that I think this might be helpful. And I may have already defined this, but it's the uh, lack of an impediment. And what does that mean? Well, here's a good, for instance, uh, as a white person, when I have a traffic stop with a police officer, I don't have the impediment of my skin color that could potentially escalate the situation beyond what it should be. Or another one, any woman going out after dark is you know, being a woman out after dark is an impediment because men are creepy and have proven that they cannot be trusted with a woman's body because they think it's theirs. They think that they own it. Those are just two impediments. But there's so many more. Anybody with a disability, things that never occur to you. So when you think about people in your life, think about how a circumstance that they have, and it doesn't have to be related to race, sexual orientation, or anything like that. But think about their life and think about an impediment that they have that you don't. So one thing that comes to mind for me is my mom right now. So my birth mother has a brain tumor, and unfortunately, she's currently in a facility, a rehab facility, because she really has trouble taking care of herself. By no fault of her own, the tumor is doing damage to her where it's placed. While she's not actively dying, uh, her quality of life is very, very low. And 
sure there's many things that i'm sure that she regrets having done in life and so forth but that's really not here or there in this conversation because when i think about where she is now that is an impediment for her and me being able to freely walk around freely record freely do whatever i want is a privilege and it's a privilege that i take for granted every single day so when and if somebody comes out as gay that is a that is an impediment for them you might not think it because you might be listening to me and thinking well i accept them who cares there's a huge portion of the country that doesn't and while their original statements of we're here and we're queer well we, we you are here and we do see you but it doesn't mean everybody sees you right it doesn't mean that everybody has accepted and people think that well you shouldn't identify somebody as gay or black or whatever because it's causing a divide here's the thing though we are not conditioned to think that different is okay and this is where the problem is because pointing out differences in each other is part of the equation humans are different that's the best part not everybody's like me god the world would suck if everybody was like me right or imagine this imagine if the world was everybody was like donald trump we would be done right the whole part of humanity the whole part of human beings existing that makes it worthwhile is that you never know who you're going to meet right like when you go and you're dating one of the best parts about not being married at one point was meeting new people meeting people that perhaps i had never met that was awesome and while every single one of them didn't work out in some way or was compatible with me as a human being they are compatible with somebody else and that acceptance of the, our differences to me is the path forward there is a difference between identifying difference and actively separating difference like when these people want to be heard or seen for who they are and i mean hey black lives matter like also black lives matter too this is a word that i wish was there because people hear it as only black lives matter when it's hey black lives matter as well and by the way not just black lives matter as well hispanic matters hispanic lives matter too asian lives matter too like all those people think those things because they're not being heard their differences are seen as foreign their differences are seen as not uh accepted right so when carl nassib comes out as gay it feels significant to a lot of people because they haven't accepted the fact that different is okay right and different in not different is in like you like chocolate ice cream and i like vanilla ice cream like that shit is not the difference we're talking about here but you know what there are people who look different than you act different than you right they love different than you it just makes them who they are it makes them the best parts of who they are and we as a society have not yet gotten to a point where we can just accept difference as being okay so we're now at the point where we have to point out differences because we need to point it out to the people who have not normalized being different as being okay to do you see me over here do you hear me over here and it doesn't have to be aggressive what Carl Nassib did was not aggressive. What he did was, hey, by the way, everybody should know that I'm gay. Uh, I support this group that supports the people that have trouble with this, right? He felt empowered to do so. But I can tell you that there are people who haven't. I have a friend who listens to this show who had one parent who accepted and one parent who had a lot of trouble, still probably has a lot of trouble. She's also told me stories about other people that haven't accepted, other people that can accept who she is. And I never saw her as that. I saw her as just who she was. 
And I think that's why she gravitated toward me as a human being because, hey, this person sees me, this person hears me. It was eye-opening for me. I love to have a diverse group of people around me because it allows my worldview to not be warped to think that just what I have experienced is the only way to do business, is the only way to live. And that's what I feel like with acceptance. We're not getting there. I wish we would, right? And it's not every single person. Like if you're listening to this because you know who I am, most likely you subscribe to that same idea. You don't treat people differently or see people's differences in a way that you exclude them. And again, this can be even something that you don't understand or fundamentally believe in based off of whatever it is, right? But let's not make the mistake of, well, I don't believe in this, so therefore I don't accept it. You don't have to do this in your own life. If you don't support being gay because you don't fully comprehend it or think that it's something that is uh, you know, like controlled by a higher being or something like that, fine. I don't judge you. I said many times in the show that I don't judge those things, but you should be accepting that these people exist and that that situation of being gay is real and it exists. And those people live it. They embody it. They're not any worse than you are. They're not any better than you are. They just are other human beings. And I really, really, really want that. And when I saw this situation with the NFL, I thought to myself, I'm so happy that it feels normal for me that this person coming out as gay doesn't move the needle for me, right? Because, hey, I accept you for who you are. I actually accepted you for who you were. You didn't have to tell me you were gay. I didn't care, right? And the fact that you are gay just makes you different than I am, but it makes you who you are. Like, I like you for who you are. I like all the people in my life for different reasons because they are who they are. I always want people to be themselves. I always want to show who I am so that other people are comfortable showing me who they are. That's all that I ever wanted. And so I applaud Carl Nassib because you know what? It is still hard to do in today's world. And it's especially hard to do when you play a masculine sport like football where I'd have to think the locker rooms probably are still somewhat toxically masculine, but who knows? I hope Mike was right the other night when he said that his teammates, if they are professionals, have already accepted him for who he is and that this doesn't change anything about him. I hope that that's true. But does that really mean the same thing for you? Are there people in your life that you don't realize you are actively excluding because of something that is just different? They're just different. I don't know. I can't speak for you. However, I know that for me, I continue to reassess my feelings on this and I continue to reassess my actions on this. And little things like this, hearing people who have actively gone through an impediment that have made their life less privileged than mine. And you know what? I understand that privilege is across the board. Anybody who's rich is privileged over me. And But think about it this way. Think about a gay black person who's richer than I am. Right, they have other impediments that I don't have. So being gay, being black is an impediment for them and in their life, and it causes repercussions that I don't ever have to face. They have more money than I do, which is a privilege that they have over me. So the concept of privilege is not just one thing versus another. There's many ways in which we can have a privilege. And I think we have to accept the fact that privilege is not a bad thing, that privilege is normal and everybody's different and the differences that we have with each other are normal and they should be accepted and 
they all relate in some sort of privilege of one another. And if we recognize all of our individual privileges over other people that we know and just start accepting people for who they are, I think the world is going to push forward. So if you haven't yet support the Trevor Project, you know, I would love to be able to do some type of a you know, donation matching or something like that because suicide is a big deal. It's something that I think goes unfortunately too uh, unnoticed and judged because people feel like, well, it's weak. But there's real struggle out there. Mental health is real. And there are sections of society in the United States specifically and across the world that have a higher suicide rate because, well, they have another impediment that makes their lives even harder from a mental health standpoint. So uh, check it out and support if you can. And if you have supported in the past or you're somebody who struggles with this, uh, reach out to the show on Instagram, Soulfully Casual Podcast. I am always open. My DMs are always open. Uh, get in touch. I'd love to talk with somebody about this. If you are struggling with this or you want to have your voice empowered, this is the show for you. So I hope this finds everybody well on a Friday. Heavy content for a Friday, but you know what? Who the fuck are we? Um, pardon my language again, but it is what it is. Uh, but first of all, I want to encourage you to check out the Maddie Ice Media webpage, not only for podcasts, but our YouTubers as well. Uh, a lot of great people are part of this family and they are what make this what make this endeavor uh, empowering for me like the support of everybody and the support that i give them is why i'm doing this it's a passion of mine and i hope that it comes out in not only my content but the content that we put out all across the platform and if you're listening and you want to be a part of the platform because this sounds like a family for you also reach out uh, maddiesmedia at gmail.com so i hope you have a great weekend everybody stay safe relax. And you know what? Uh, find some acceptance in your heart because we're going to be better off for it. And I will talk to you all next week. Have a great weekend. Soulfully Casual is exclusively owned by Matty Ice and is brought to you by Matty Ice Media.